Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. In this episode, the twins are going to talk about accidents and incidents across numerous Six Flags amusement parks located in the United States. Please be aware that this episode will discuss gruesome accidents, crimes, and violent attacks that have occurred at the parks. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Ooh, That's Creepy. We are here today with another episode talking about another amusement park and some disasters that occurred there. Shall we call this one Sinister Six Flags? Oh my gosh, that sounds like a Goosebumps episode or a Goosebumps book. I would like that. It seems like we got a lot of love on the Disneyland episode so far. So thank you, everyone who listened to that. I'm glad that everyone is enjoying that. It seems like people are ready for summer and ready to hear about some craziness at an amusement park. And I swear Six Flags had a reputation for kind of accidents happening and things being crazy, even more so than Disneyland. And I'm not familiar with a lot, so I'm really excited for you to tell us, Jackie. I actually did not... I didn't know basically any of these, and I do know that there was sadly a teenager who passed away in Florida a couple months ago. I do not believe that was the Six Flags. I didn't think there was, there were Six Flags anymore. I thought Six Flags was shut down. No. I'm pretty sure there's still Six Flags. Okay, well, I stand corrected, everyone. Six Flags is still open. There are Six Flags. I mean, yeah, from my knowledge, it doesn't... I don't see anything that says they're not open. Okay, but I do know what what you're talking about, that video that went viral. Oh, my God, that was horrifying. Yeah, sadly, that video did go viral, but I do not believe that that was at Six Flags. I believe that that was at a different park in Orlando. But anyway... We are going to be talking about a lot of incidents that have occurred at the various Six Flags. Um, I guess if you don't know, Six Flags is a chain of amusement parks, I guess. There's a lot of different amusement parks throughout America. They're just called Six Flags, and then they'll have like a different name. So that's um, a little bit about Six Flags. (laughs) We're just going to start. I'm just going to talk about different ones. I'm not really going in any sort of order. We're just going to jump right into it. We'll start off with Six Flags America in Woodmore, Maryland. So these ones aren't too crazy to start. Just two little stories. On September 22nd, 2001, a 16-year-old girl was on the Batwing ride, and I'm not sure exactly what occurred on the ride, but she was unwell after she rode the roller coaster. I'm not sure what that means. They basically just say she was in distress. What is this roller coaster? Why is it called the Batwing? Well, that's like the theme of Six Flags. Like they're all, It's all based on um, superheroes and like movies and stuff. You didn't know that girl? 
Girl, really? Yeah, I'm really embarrassed. No, oh my I gosh. didn't know that. Okay, well, you're going to be educated because basically every single one of the rides is named after, like... A superhero, so Batman, Superman, Spidey? Yeah, like a lot of them are Batman and Superman rides. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but for whatever reason, she became unwell on the roller coaster and she was taken to the hospital and she sadly died at the hospital at Prince George's Hospital. An autopsy showed that she had a pre-existing heart condition. So I kind of wanted to throw that in there just based off like our theme of last week that amusement parks, even though they are very, very fun, people should be very careful and just aware and keep in mind of your own health conditions because it's sad that sometimes accidents can occur if you have a pre-existing condition. You would never think to just, I mean, there are a lot of people that have heart conditions, just heart murmurs and Mm -hmm. things like that. I would never think it sounds stupid to say I would never think that a roller coaster could cause someone with a heart condition to pass away, but just riding it once, you wouldn't think that. That's really sad. It is. And a common theme that I was seeing when looking up this Six Flags stuff was that for some reason, there was a lot of fights and physical altercations. Like, a lot. It honestly made me consider if I were to go to Six Flags, I do not know if I would go because I don't understand why this happens at basically every Six Flags location. What? Yeah, I'll talk about a couple of them just as I go along. But on September 26, 2014, a 15-year-old boy from Prince George's County was severely injured in a brawl that occurred in the parking lot during the Fright Fest. He was punched twice by somebody, and he fell to the ground in the parking lot and smashed his head on the concrete. He was put into a medically induced coma when he was taken to the hospital, and he had to undergo head surgery in which a portion of his skull was removed so that his swollen brain could heal. That's how serious this fight was. And two more people were injured and were hospitalized. What makes you, you don't even know these people, what makes you just going to Six Flags for Fright Fest get so upset that you can cause that amount of damage to someone else? And as sad as it is, a lot of the brawls that happened at the Six Flags all across America were teenagers, and it literally seems like they go here because there's going to be a lot of people their age, like, just to fight. It's so strange. I really did not know that this happened until I continuously saw these stories, but... Like, why Six Flags? It's so random. I have no idea. I think it's, yeah, just because, like, you would go and there would be other people your age, but I don't know. I mean, there were a good amount of fights at Disneyland, but it was all adults. Yeah. Well, we'll just continue to sprinkle some fights in the mix in here. But that's, um, that's it for the the Six Flags America, so not too bad. Then Six Flags Darien Lake in New York. This one, so on, again, the ride of steel. <laughs> Melissa didn't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> think that one's a Superman-based ride. On May 16th, 1999, a 37-year-old man from Olean, New York, 
was unable to close the lap bar properly and he fell approximately nine feet from the ride as it was going over a camelback hill and he did suffer various injuries. He sued the park and he was awarded $2.85 million doll hairs. Holy shit. So one thing I do want to say about Six Flags compared to Disney, it seems like they are very accountable and they will give you the cash and they don't like deny a whole lot. And even if something happens and it's not their fault, they still like send their condolences. So good for Six Flags for that much because Disney did not. Yeah. It's like, I know Disney is huge. I know they probably have the world's greatest lawyers or some of the United States most accomplished lawyers. But at the same time, some of the shit that Disney was saying was other people's faults was ridiculous. They really didn't even take that much blame when that guy got murdered by a train. Like, yeah, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. No offense, Disney, but take a little bit more accountability here. Yeah, and a lot of these Six Flags does investigations, and they turn out that their own people messed up, so, like, they're taking responsibility for when they mess up, which is good, obviously. And then just, this one doesn't have anything to do with any of the rides, but I thought it was really interesting, kind of wondered why no one was going to look into this more. On September 6, 2009, the body of William Sutherland was found in one of the small lakes that was located inside of the parking lot. He was from Pennsylvania, and he was reported missing the day before, and the cause of his death was never determined. And how old was he? It didn't say. I think that he was a man. I mean, they said a man, so... And there's a lake in the parking lot? Yeah. I mean, New York has, like, a lot of lakes. I don't think it's, like, a big one or anything. Probably just, like, you know how they put... They do that sometimes. But, yeah, his body... He was reported missing the day before, and then his body was found in one of these little lakes, and that's kind of all there is to that. I hope that Six Flags has a fence or something that's preventing people from... If you're searching for your car late at night, you don't just waltz into a lake. Yeah, that's true. It sounds suspicious, but I'm not sure what happened with that. It's really strange. Yeah. Back to the Ride of Steel. I just wanted to throw that in because going in chronological order that the events happened at this Six Flags. So there was another accident on July 8th, 2011 on the Ride of Steel. (gasps) This one is really tragic. 29-year-old James Hackmer. He was a rider, an Iraq war veteran whose legs had been amputated. And sadly, he fell to his death while riding the roller coaster. He was in the front roll of the front row of the roller <laughs> front co- roll. <laughs> God, I'm just picturing now like a Swiss roll themed roller coaster. <laughs> That'd be cool. Little Swiss roll cars. I would like that. He was in the front row of the roller coaster when he was just thrown from the train when it was just going. Oh my god. Obviously Six Flags officials looked into the accident and decided that the operator error was the cause of the accident and the investigators said that the park workers didn't adhere to rules that were advertised at the entrance of the ride which required riders to have both legs safely secure when boarding the train. 
I don't know if that has to... I do not know if that has to do with him being handicapped, if that led to the accident. But I mean, it kind of... I'm not it sure. Seems that it way. seems that way. But it seems that way because what are the odds that, you know, there yeah. are other people riding the first car and no one else falls off. I just feel like... I feel like if you were letting... I feel like it needs to just be clear if you were if you are disabled, are you allowed on these rides? Yes or no? Because I don't think that an operator who just pulls up your seatbelt should be in charge and making the deciding factor of yes or no, you should be allowed on this ride. Yes. Meaning that you will literally pass away. You know, I feel like you are not getting paid enough to make that decision. Employees should just be told either yes or no, who is allowed on and who is not. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like it does suck when it comes back to the employees because I do think a lot of people who work at um, amusement parks are younger and, like, students and stuff. But still, I mean, I don't know. And it is not to be gruesome and just say details just to say details, but I know everyone wants to know the details. Witnesses did say that when he fell, he hit the front of the car and then the track before landing about 135 feet below. Oh my god. So, very, very tragic accident. And the ride was closed for, I think, two weeks before it reopened on July 22nd. I wonder... That'd be sick, though, to ride it. Like, could you even imagine the first person to ride in the sea that he rode in? You would just... I'd be like, no. I wouldn't, honestly. I wonder if him being in the front car made a difference. Because, you know, like, if you're in the front car, you're kind of experiencing the most wind and whatnot. I wonder if that made a difference. But either way, that's so tragic. Just a war veteran trying to come to Six Flags and have fun in just an accident like that is just really upsetting. Yeah, it is. But that's the last one for that New York Six Flags. The next one we will talk about is Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. There is there's one accident that occurred here that is very, very well known. Probably one of the most well known of the Six Flags accidents. But first, I want to mention the fights that occur. Oh my god, not again. Oh yeah. On March 31st, 1986, three people were stabbed in two separate incidents, including an attempted robbery inside the park. Inside the park? Yeah. How are people getting knives inside the park? I mean, it's 86, but I have no idea. And then a year later, on April 19th, 1987... An unidentified gunman fired several shots into a crowd on the plaza inside, like, the main area, which wounded one person, and just, obviously, people panicked. And that just happened to be the third violent incident of the day, following two earlier unrelated stabbings. What in the hell is going on in New Jersey Six Flags? Why is it so crime-ridden? After that, they did decide to add metal detectors. Like, I don't know if they didn't have them at all or they just added more, but it did say that after those events, they upped the security measures. Like, yeah, I hope so. There are kids who go here. Like, what the hell? No offense, Six Flags, but I feel like after one stabbing, you should have gotten the metal detectors. 
Why did it take two, like, so many that there were multiple unrelated stabbings in one day? (laughs) What was happening that day? (laughs) There were two stabbings and then the shooting. Like, I don't understand. Something was in the air. Yeah, something was going on that day. Six Flags was unwell. (laughs) (laughs) But the next incident is another tragedy. It's pretty well known. It happened in 1984 at the Haunted Castle. It was May 11th, 1984, to be exact. I think I know what you're talking about. (laughs) The park's haunted castle was a horror attraction, and it sadly was... It caught on fire, and it killed eight people who were all teenagers and injured seven others. The haunted castle was supposed to be just a temporary attraction, but at the time of the incident, it had been there for five years. So, I'm not sure why. Maybe it was just, like, really successful, but it was there long past it should have been. I'm sure no one was checking it. As, like, as anything more than a temporary ride. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. But the attraction was just made up of aluminum trailers that were connected together. It had a left side and a right side that mirrored each other. Visitors just went through narrow little passageways until they made their way to the end, and then there were workers who were dressed up and would frighten them and stuff like that. And then there were just lights and animatronics and all that sort of spooky effects that are like haunted houses. So that is pretty cool, you know, that they had this and would do it year round. You know, we would be in there. Oh, hell yeah. That's really cool. Wasn't it in Ocean City that they always had haunted houses year round? They, oh, did they? Yeah. When I was at Myrtle Beach, they had like a haunted house that you could go through, like one of those like Ripley's things. I'm not (gasps) sure if workers worked through it, but I should have went next time anyway the fire started at about 6 35 p.m and firefighters immediately responded to the scene and the fire was under control and everything by 7 45 so just a little over an hour later it's sad because they thought that everyone survived at first because they knew that seven people had been brought to the hospital for smoke inhalation But upon inspection of the debris, firemen actually discovered eight bodies that at first they thought were just part of the props and mannequins because the bodies were burned so badly that they were pretty much unrecognizable. Oh, that's so horrible. And to figure out later that they were all teens was, you know, really sad. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's just so tragic, you know. They were just there to have a good time. No Thinking, one ever... yeah, and imagine because when you're, I feel like it is even more horrible than the fact that you're in a horror-themed ride because you might think screaming and whatnot is part of the attraction and might not run out as fast as you normally would on another ride. Yeah, so when they investigated it, they found it found it out. They <laughs> found out that the fire started because one of the people in the someone was going through the haunted castle and they used a lighter to illuminate his surroundings and the lighter caught a foam pad on the wall on fire and the fire quickly spread throughout the structure because it was largely made of wood and plywood and foam and all that stuff is super flammable 
Do they so, just use every flammable piece of material they could to build this castle? Yeah, it was very flammable. And when it happened, there were about 30 guests inside. And there were people who saw smoke and just immediately like turned and went out. But as you said, there were some who thought it was just part of the theatrics and just weren't sure. And it was like only minutes before the initial spark that the whole thing was engulfed in flames. Oh my god. So the eight teens who were found dead inside were from the ages of 15 to 19. And they all had died from carbon monoxide poisoning and smoke inhalation. Seven of the victims were discovered in a corridor near the exit, which is really sad. This is so heartbreaking. It is really tough. And I mean, imagine like the people who did survive. I don't know what they saw, but it's just, that would be really tough. They did investigate this more, obviously, and were like, what's up with the safety checks and all that stuff? But since the haunted castle attraction was supposed to be a temporary structure and they were like just had continuously called it a temporary structure, it wasn't required to follow the building codes mandatory for permanent buildings. So it didn't have a sprinkler system. What did I say, Jackie? What Girl, did I say at the beginning? I of this? didn't want to give it away then. The second you said it was temporary, I just had a feeling this something is going to be wrong with this because. A five-year, quote-unquote, temporary attraction. Yeah. And so Six Flags was sued for aggravated manslaughter. And the jury heard a lot of testimony from visitors and experts and all those people. But they did acquit the company. And they one jury member said it was because the amusement park didn't operate with the knowledge that those deaths could occur and that they did follow all the necessary procedures. So after that, there was like more tighter legislation followed. And to be honest, it's really not against Six Flags because if they were following, even though they should have said it wasn't temporary, like I don't understand how the state or whoever is enforcing that legislation isn't sending someone out to like check. Yeah. You know, it's, it's on Six Flags in the way that if you knew the attraction had been there for five years, someone in upper management needs to say, look, this isn't a temporary attraction anymore. We need to actually investigate this and treat this like it's a ride before something gets hurt. Because, you know, you can brush it aside as long as you want, but when bad things like this happen, this is when you get sued for millions and millions of dollars when you could have yeah. fixed it before any of that happened. Yeah, and there was, like, some legislation and stuff passed after that to, I think, kind of change that sort of thing, but... Imagine how horrible you would feel if you were that person that used that lighter. Oh, I know. It's not your fault at all. You were just trying to find your way through this haunted house, but having to live with that every day, thinking if I would have just not done that five-second choice seven people would still be here. It honestly probably would have happened eventually because you can't have something that flammable and typically be fine, but I couldn't even imagine how that person would feel. Yeah, it's... That would... I'm sure they would um, have a lot of survivor's guilt and stuff like that, so it's hard for the families of the victims, but I'm sure it's also really hard for the survivors, too, knowing that that occurred. 
Is that attraction still there? No. No. I mean, it was temporary at that point. It shouldn't have even have been there from the start, but... So, I'm just going to quickly mention a little thing about Six Flags Great America, which is in Gurney, Illinois. From 2004 to September 2007, OSHA had inspected the Six Flags Park, like, multiple times and found four violations, but on September 10th, 2007... OSHA cited Six Flags Great America with 38 safety violations, saying that the park had multiple serious and repeat violations, and they were fined $117,000. Wow. So they haven't had any serious injuries, but that's, like, lucky. So those, those violations basically means that in one way or another, the ride was violating... Yeah, like, things were not safe. Like, 38 different violations. So oh, my God. It's a little concerning. And then this one is just kind of funny, so I had to include it. This happened at Antoine's Ice Cream Parlor inside the Six Flags. On October 12, 2008, a park employee was dressed up as a werewolf on stilts <laughs> and suddenly lost balance and fell through a window inside of the restaurant and injured a guest. Oh my god. Luckily they were both they were the the employee was not that bad, but the victim was taken to the hospital and was treated and later released. <laughs> like why? Could you even imagine like first of all it's a werewolf on stilts. Second of all, they just come crashing through the restaurant, no, the ice cream place. That is seriously something like in a Halloween comedy movie that would happen. Right? Once again, let's um talk about a co- like two more fights. <laughs> Oh my god. These ones happened at Six Flags Magic Mountain in Valencia, California. On April 18, 1993, 40 people retreated from minor injuries and 16 of those people were taken to hospitals after a massive brawl occurred inside of the park, which they say started from just teenagers going on a rampage. 40 people? Mm-hmm. 40. What the fuck is going on with Six Flags? Mm-hmm. And on May 2nd, 1999, a 17-year-old boy suffered near-fatal stab wounds. He was trying to meet up with friends and was trying to cut in line to, like, get to his friends when a man... And his girlfriend, like, just attacked this guy. And, yeah, he almost died from stab wounds for cutting in line. Oh for Batman the Ride, God. by the way. That was the ride. <laughs> well, I wonder if they said something to him first or if they just no words spoken to him. They both just stabbed him for this. Yeah, the couple was taken into custody by the Santa Clarita Sheriff Station. I'm not sure whatever came about it, but... Like, oh what? I God. don't understand what, how these fights... These are serious. I'm not even mentioning all of them. I'm just mentioning the most serious. Six Flags is cursed. Yeah. And in 2006, there were 109 complaints against Magic Mountain, the the Six Flags in California. A lot of people had a lot of complaints, just ranging from, like, injuries to heat exhaustion to getting nosebleeds on rides and specifically there were 18 reports of people blacking out on one specific roller coaster called Goliath. 
Oh, wow. So. What kind of roller coaster was it? Was it, did it go really fast or? I'm not sure. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. So from what I can tell, it's still there. It just looks like, I'm assuming, a really tall and really fast roller coaster. Yeah, I imagine you pass out when you go down that first ginormous hill going that fast. Yeah. So I think they just kind of, you know, Six Flags looked into it and made some safety-related calls and stuff, but... It's concerning that that's, like, the second time a Six Flags event, or a Six Flags, there's been a lot of complaints of just general injuries. Kind of scary. Yeah, it makes me very nervous to go to a Six Flags. Yeah. And on May 1st, 2004, a 55-year-old man named Stanley Mardartsky from Connecticut was riding Superman the Ride which is just a normal sort of roller coaster that you're seated in. And the roller coaster was going around the last turn when he was sadly thrown from the roller coaster and killed. After reports were done, it showed that the ride attendant had not checked all of the guests' restraints properly and that his restraint would not secure all of the way I think maybe he might have been too large. I'm not sure if he was overweight or whatever, but it said it was a T-bar-shaped restraint that would not close properly. So, sadly, he was thrown from the ride and he was killed. And it was sad because he did have cerebral palsy. So, his family, I think they might have sued the park and said that he shouldn't have been allowed to ride the ride. However, the Federal Americans with Disabilities Act forbids parks from denying a person from riding a ride if they can access it unassisted, so... Oh, yikes, that's sticky ground, but it is... I mean, there's not... Yeah, I mean, it's not not their fault, It's a little concerning, though, that it's now been two disabled people who have been thrown from rides and killed, and both of the reason is negligence of the employees. Like, Mm -hmm. clearly there needs to be more training for the employees on how to handle disabled guests. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And this one is more recent, so I'll just throw it in real quick. On June 13, 2015, a 10-year-old girl was riding the roller coaster called Revolution when she was unconscious but breathing when the ride finished. However, she died the next day at a nearby hospital, and they said that she died from natural causes that were not related to the ride, but her family, I don't believe they wanted an autopsy performed, so they couldn't narrow down the exact reason, but I mean, she was 10 years old. Like, do you want your 10-year-old daughter to have an autopsy done if she died from medical causes? I don't know. That's so strange that yeah, it had sad. nothing to do with the ride, but a normal, healthy 10-year-old passes away. I feel like it could have been one of those things from the very first story that it's an underlying heart condition that, like, it's not the ride, but it's kind of going, yeah, like, going so fast and being strewn about, I'm sure it isn't helping. I'm nervous. Like, do I have an unknown heart condition? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're fine. <laughs> 
Next, we'll talk about Six Flags Over Georgia, which is in Georgia. We're going to talk about Batman the Ride. It's This one looks pretty cool. It's one of those ones where you stand up, so... Oh, I love this. Yeah, those ones always seem pretty cool. On May 26, 2002, a 58-year-old... It says a foreman for Six Flags. I'm I'm assuming a worker of some sort, but I'm not sure what exactly that means. He was struck in the head and killed by dangling legs of a passenger as he wandered into the just pathway of the ride after he had entered a no access area. Oh my I'm not God. sure if people are even sure why he entered this locked area, but regardless, it was underneath the ride and he was killed. And the passenger who hit him with her legs was a 14-year-old girl who also had to be hospitalized for her leg injuries from hitting him in the head. I was just going to say, that would be so painful to your probably leg would shatter or your foot at least. And I've also heard, I also remember being at amusement parks where it's not blocked off and the people on the roller coaster like on the roller coaster they can't their feet can't reach you but they're going above you and they're going so fast and i always remember thinking i know that they're 10 feet above me but it just freaks me out thinking that they're that close where they could hit you that's so tragic that would hurt so bad well this next one i hate to say it is even worse because on june 28 2008 the same ride the batman a 17-year-old boy was, he was from Springfield, South Carolina, and he had climbed over two separate six-foot fences and entered, I'm assuming, the same restricted area that the other guy was in when he was actually decapitated by the passing train because victims said he had gone over to get his lost hat and he was with a friend I'm not sure if the friend went all the way over the two fences as well, but a lot of people, like, on Reddit did comment and say that the fences are, like, pretty serious, so it must have taken a lot of effort for him to really get over there. How how did he not see it coming? I have no idea. I'm not sure if it was... I really don't... I don't know. I mean... I feel like roller coasters, they go so fast that sometimes they're just, like, going over and under before you even know it. That is just seems like, I don't know. That is true. Maybe he was in a part where even if you heard it, it came so fast you couldn't And I mean, I'm sure if he was in a restricted area, he was probably trying to get his hat back so quick and then get back. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention, but clearly it's really sad. It's tragic, too, because as a teenager, you don't think doing something like that. You never think doing something that seems a little mischievous like that would actually result in your death. And for it to be so brutal. Ugh. Yeah, that one is pretty well known and obviously messed up. So, we're next going to go to the Six Flags in Arlington, Texas. And this ride was called the New Texas Giant. It's just another standard roller coaster that it's seated. It looks like it goes pretty fast, pretty high up and stuff. So just your typical roller coaster. It was July 19th, 2013, and a 52-year-old woman named Rosa Esper- Esperanza. Don't kill me for that butchering. 
She was from Dallas, Texas, and she sadly fell 75 feet to her death when she was riding the roller coaster. Prior to the ride starting, people on the ride said that they heard the victim talking to staff saying that she was concerned about being properly secured because she heard that when other people, you know, like buckled up, they, she heard three clicks from other people's buckles, but only heard one click from hers. And she was described as overweight. So I think she was pretty self-aware and knew that she wasn't that secure. Yeah. And she was worried, but other people heard that the staff just told her that if she heard a click, then it was secure and that she was okay. And people who witnessed it said that she was thrown from the roller coaster as it rounded a turn. And one rider tweeted that they said they saw the restraint come undone. Other people said that they saw the train return to the station with the seat restraint remained in the lower locked position. You know how those bar ones are, you know, they stay down if they're, like, locked. Tragically, her body was found on top of the metal roof of one of the coaster tunnels near the Music Mill Amphitheater. So she fell straight onto metal. I believe so. Oh my god. The ride did close afterwards for two months for an investigation. And a ride that I think was pretty similar to it called the Iron Rattler was also closed by Six Flags Fiesta Texas because they were just, like, worried and wanted to investigate. But that one reopened, I think, earlier than the New Texas Giant. So what was the cause? It She wasn't buckled all the way? I don't understand how some people said the lap bar was down. So the, the company that made the ride, it's a German company, they investigated and they didn't discuss specifics with the public, but they did say in a statement that the restraint system could not open while the ride was in motion. So I think that, so it did reopen. It reopened a while later and it had a modified system with seat belts included. So I think it was one of those things where you just had a lap bar and you didn't have a seat belt. And I sadly think she was just thrown from it. I don't think that it came undone. I think that she just, it wasn't secure enough on her to begin with. And she was just thrown from it. Wow. It's tragic that she basically knew that it wasn't fastened correctly. I know. And her family did file lawsuits against the park and the manufacturer of the ride. And on November 18th, 2014, so a little bit over a year later, attorneys for the victim's family said that they had reached an undisclosed undisclosed settlement with Six Flags and the manufacturing company. And the spokesperson said the family is very pleased with the settlement and appreciate the condolences offered by Six Flags and Gertzlar. So they, the they cashed out. They cashed out. Mm-hmm. And, but this is the thing, though. Six Flags obviously offered people condolences even before they know that they're at fault. Like, they came out with statements and said they're sorry. Like, I know that does that physically make any difference? No, but I'm sure it makes them feel better 
At least it shows that they seem like they care. Yeah, I do. It, I I do appreciate that because you know it's. I'm sure Disney made statements in a lot of the accidents, but it the park itself just has an attitude where it's kind of like. It's it's kind of like you know going to court. They automatically assume that they're innocent until proven guilty. And I feel like since Six Flags is the opposite, where they're ready to see where did they mess up before blaming it on a guest. Who's to say? But I like Six Flags' attitude. Let's just keep going. Okay. So the next one we're going to talk about is, I think this is at the Six Flags in St. Louis. This one happened in 1978, so I don't know why it just continuously said at Six Flags, but didn't say like which one. I'm pretty sure it's the Six Flags at St. Louis. Okay. But on July 26, 1978, as similar to your story, there was a, a Skyway where it was like gondolas up in the air, really tall on the strings that pull you like back and forth. Oh gosh. Tragically a man and he was with three of his nieces. The gondola fell from the cable, instantly crashed 200 feet below and the man and two of his three nieces were killed. The ride was instantly shut down, and it left nearly 100 people stranded in the other cars. Some, I think, they were there for hours. And, like... And the, you just saw one fall off. Yeah, and the person who was in the gondola b- behind them, I think it might have been a couple or something, they said that, like, the woman, you know, when she heard what happened, looked down and saw a man with blood on his face. So, like, they literally saw it happen. And there was no movement. Like, the saddest thing is they said that there were no screams from the victims, no movement. And one girl did survive. I think she, she was in her teens. I don't remember her exact age. But she clearly had been hospitalized and had severe injuries, so... Oh, I couldn't even imagine what your thoughts would be as you were plummeting to the ground in a gondola that just randomly fell off the cart. Like, So, it is sad, but it seems like in that one it's kind of... How similar to years where I think the line just like snapped and it was 1978 so I'm not sure if they even know exactly how it happened but basically the line snapped and it just came crashing down so that ride no longer exists and I don't think any amusement parks really have that skyway type of thing anymore yeah the last we're gonna end on a doozy because this story I'm sorry. Thanks, Jackie. I'm so sorry, but the story is like also very, very well known. This happened in Six Flags, Kentucky Kingdom, and it is the story of Caitlin Lasseter. She was going on a ride. It's Oh my god, I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. It's like the Superman Tower, I believe it's called. It's one of those Yeah, Superman Tower. It's one of those ones that's just the tower that goes straight up and comes straight down. Almost every amusement park has ones like it. Honestly, I feel like they get stuck a lot, so... Isn't that the ride where the kid who just... um, That teenager who just passed Uh away? Mm -hmm. So it's that ride where... It's something just like that where you're just going straight up and straight down. Good God. And Caitlin was there. 
she was a teenager and she was with two friends and they had already gone on the drop tower once that day on June 21st, 2007. Don't know if I said that before, but they said that since the line wasn't long, they did that thing where they were like, let's just go on it again. And it was about 20 feet in the air when the girls heard something and felt something different and a cable had snapped on the ride. So the cable was swinging back and forth and was cutting Caitlin. Like, it's swinging back and forth really quickly and cutting her. Her legs? Yeah. Oh, my God. And so the ride attendants heard something and, like, heard noises, but they did not hit the emergency stop button, which would have prevented the horrible events. So... The ride finished its complete cycle despite the cable swinging back and forth and it was on the descent down when Caitlin Lasseter had her feet cut off. Because the cable wrapped around them, I imagine, and she went down? They're not exactly sure because it all happened so fast. She said she doesn't even realize when it happened. Her and her friends were just screaming and... Yeah, she said she hadn't even realized that what had happened until they got back to the ground and she didn't have feet. Oh my, that actually just like kind of like made me feel sick. Like I couldn't even imagine you are done with the ride and you look down and that's what you see. Like, yeah, and I do think I don't, I think it's because the cable is swinging back and forth and they're going down so fast. It could just like one swing, it could cut you it was already cutting her so i'm sure yeah it did just happen so fast and they said that if they had hit the emergency stop button it wouldn't have gone down like it wouldn't have went down with such speed so they shouldn't have hit it immediately and if they did she would still have both of her feet but they picked up the phone and asked someone what to do instead of hitting the emergency button (laughs) stop the ride and then ask someone what to do yeah so they did conclude that if the attendants would have been properly trained on what to do that this wouldn't happen and in other cases she did reach a settlement an undisclosed settlement and i believe she has prosthetic legs but i have seen on reddit pages i mean this can't be verified obviously but i have seen a few people who were Six Flags employees when this happened and just said, like, it totally ruined the fun and stuff that they would have at Six Flags. One person in particular said that he saw a foot fly through the air, but there was not blood like you see in the movies. People said they did. I think, I think they might have reattached one of her feet, but, I mean, they obviously had to get her feet after they had been cut off. There were other people on the ride. I mean, could you even imagine being one of the other people on the ride and you just see that happening? Other employees who commented on the Reddit thing said that after that, it was basically, like, just still and, like, eerie right after it happened. Like, everybody was sick. And I believe someone said on the Reddit page that Six Flags did offer therapy to their employees who were there and saw it and it said that like the people who didn't even see it it just totally traumatized them and ruined their six flags experience i mean how could it not all of these people are saying this and their employees and whatnot imagine her imagine even having prosthetics and 
learning to rewalk and everything like that. Imagine being her friends who were sitting right next to her. You would be all of Oh my god. The trauma that they must experience when you when you like shut your eyes and get think back to a glimpse of that moment. I couldn't even imagine. I really hope that beyond the settlement, I hope that she also and her friends are healing and getting therapy because I like literally that made me feel sick. I couldn't even imagine that happening. And it's on such a popular ride. So many yeah. people go on that ride. And it's terrifying enough. You see the thing. It's already cutting you. Like, you're already scared. It's just so bad. It's really creepy that in Six Flags in particular, there's kind of a theme of people feeling like the ride is not okay and kind of feeling like something is going to happen and then it happens, which is even more terrifying that some of these people were kind of like asking employees and asking Six Flags for help and not really getting it. Yeah. And it's also just like creepy and unsafe that so many fights happen. There were so many other fights that I just didn't even mention, so this episode wouldn't be so long. And there were other deaths that I didn't mention just because they were, like, shorter stories. But, yeah, the amount of fights that happened in Six Flags, like, people literally getting stabbed. Yeah, I'm very That one guy had to get his brain removed, like, his skull removed so his brain could heal. And that was with just someone's fists. Well, that guy got... Yeah, but then he hit his head on the concrete. But yeah, still, but just, like, that wasn't... Yeah. He wasn't stabbed. I'm... You know, this is definitely not to be a bummer to amusement parks. I'm still going to go to my closest amusement park because I love it. But after listening to these, I feel like I'm definitely going to be a lot more self-aware of my surroundings. And, you know, if I don't feel secure on a ride, have no problem people being like, stop, unbuckle my seatbelt. I'm getting off. I'm not comfortable doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, nothing, no ride. No, I'm here to have fun. No matter who you're with, if you are uncomfortable, remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. Seriously. It's never worth an injury. Even if, I mean, it's never worth anyone's life, but even if you're like not injured, it's never worth that. It's horrible. A lot of those were Six Flags' fault. I guess I at least appreciate them coming forward and admitting their guilt and, like, being able to have settlements with the family, but... I do really appreciate that, and it does seem like they continuously try to fix the problems when they do occur, so that much we commend Six Flags for. But personally... I will not be going to a Six Flags this summer. Yeah, I don't know if I will be either. Like, the fights, I will not be the riding fights. the Batwing anytime soon. You won't be riding any of the Batman or Superman associated rides. Yeah, I don't know why. It seemed like Batman and Superman rides are cursed. Yeah, it did kind of seem like this one's continuously had problems, but... Shit. Thanks, Jackie. No problem, girl. <laughs> Let us know. Like, I really want to know if anyone has ever had an experience at an amusement park with a ride malfunctioning. Have you ever gotten stuck on a ride? I know I personally have. Have you ever seen a fight or anything like that crazy breakout? Let us know if you guys have ever had any wild experiences at Disney, at Six Flags, at your local amusement park. Let us know on Instagram, and um, you can always send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us or just follow us on Ooh, That's Creepy on Instagram. And yeah, we will see you guys next. Thank you for listening, as always, to another episode. 
And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats. <laughs>